Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi and BP. Hello. Hi. I was wondering if you would do a cube voice or something. Well, I, I had an idea, but I didn't think I could pull it off, so I didn't do it. We're going to wait now. Uh, well, based on the cover, I was going to go, Yole! <laughs> Today we're going to be playing Cubitos, designed by John D. Clare of Space Base, Mystic Vale, and Eco's First Continent. Developed by Scott Eaton of Santa Monica and John Goodenough of Santa Monica. The artists are Jackie Davis of Viticulture, Stockpile, Euphoria, Build a Better Dystopia. Want to play that game? <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. Coliseum and Ex Libris, uh, Philip Golfcheski, and Ryan Eiler. Published in 2021 by AEG. The description is Be Fast or Be Last. In Cubitos, players take the role of participants in the annual Cube Cup, a, a race of strategy and luck to determine the Cubitos champion. Each player has a runner on the racetrack and a support team, which is represented by all the dice you roll. Each turn, you roll the dice and use the results to move along the track, buy new dice, and use abilities. But you must be careful not to push your luck, push your luck rolling too much or you could bust. Mechanics are deck bag pool building, dice rolling, push your luck, Race variable setup. Wait a second. Is this finally a roll and move? There is some rolling yes. and some moving. So finally, when I get to that section where I get to say how the game is played, I can say dice rolling is going to determine how many spots you move. Yes. Yes. Well, don't give it away. Uh, so the box art. OK, I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is a. uh block of cheese and later hosen standing in front of a double matter matter matterhorn i mean a cartoon block of cheese yeah oh i would love it if this were done in like hyper realism <laughs> right oh like a real block of cheese just with a uh-huh. set of yeah. leader hosen on it in front uh-huh. of like the actual double matterhorn so would you pull this off a shelf <laughs> uh i'll be honest the the cover has me intrigued and i want to know more <laughs> Like, why is it? Why is a block of cheese wearing lederhosen? And, I, and with such hairy legs. I was going to say that, too. Um, yeah. And it has almost like an all star cast in the developers, at least for us. Yeah. And there's all a lot of, of those. All of those. I think there were most of them were like once we've played and enjoyed for some reason or another. And AEG. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is like definitely right up our alley for catching, catching our attention. Yeah. Plus, we, I mean, we like push your luck. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to get into it. And it kind of reminded me of those things of uh, Camel Cup. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm intrigued. Like, OK, the description, it's a race game. Hit or miss on race games. But uh, I like the more whimsical, fun ones, uh, which this does appear to be. Obviously, you <laughs> like push your luck. We'll see about deck, deck bag pool building. I'm. But guessing we're building like a bag of dice or something, but we'll get to that in a second. But the uh, the art is just like derailing me of like, <laughs> if you told me, hey, it's like a cube race. That's not what I would draw. <laughs> um, so I'm interested to see if and how that comes into play. You mean if there's really going to be uh, cheese? Is there dressed cheese? Up in- Are we in Switzerland? Like. So many questions now. 
All right. So uh, how do we think it's played, BP? Uh, well, we finally get to have some, mm-hmm. okay. some rolling moves. So we're going to we're going to I think it's going to be very similar to um, Camel Cup. I forget how to push your luck, though. And and well, Camel Cup is more betting. And this one, I think it's push your luck. It sounds like we're going to be building a bag of dice because it says buy new dice. And and that's the the whole pool building is we're going to have a pool of dice and somehow rolling those will push your luck. Because if you roll too many, you could like there must be like a cap, like a because this bust. So it must yeah, be. Yeah. Like, so do you the dice then instead of like maybe some of them tell you how many spots to move, but are some of them then like those special die with like, like Mario Kart abilities? Yeah. So we're going to throw shells at people, too. Maybe yeah. different colored dice, different colored dice do different things. Yeah. And so because or you just you go too fast, too hard and uh, your cheese explodes. Perhaps too fast and too furious. Ooh. Yeah. OK, um, I, I think we got the gist of the basics of the gameplay. Now I want you to tell me how the later hosen come in. <laughs> uh, I think. Oh, wait, there's variable player or no variable setup. No, setup. Yeah. I thought maybe one of us got to be like different blocks of things. Like I'm a block of cheese and you're a block of what else comes in block form. Soap. OK, yeah, I'm cheese and you're soap. Um, <laughs> Go on. And then we're also OK, so it's a double setup. OK, one of us is, is um, a block of something, but you're also assigned a nationality. OK, so, like, so I picked so this- cheese and Swiss. Therefore, I'm later hosing cheese. You picked soap and um, Uruguay. <laughs> so I got on some colorful things over my soap. Um, and then Kiwi is something really boring. Um, <laughs> He's a wooden block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kiwi is just a wood block. All right. Then. That's All how right, you play. I tied right, it. BP. I was tying in the box art. I was determined. <laughs> All right, PP, the history of cheese wearing lederhosen. So anyway, I read the description real fast about the running. And so I naturally thought about the Olympics because uh, last year they were supposed to happen. They're still supposed to happen at some point, although. And that's one of the the biggest places I feel like you see running and racing. Uh, and then it made me also just think of the history of running and uh, I've been doing a lot of jogging lately and learning all kinds of things about the physio, right, nature of bodies and how they run. Oh, you're losing our you're, you're losing our listener base. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, it's just it's what humans do. It's how we were built is to move and to move in these fashion and especially right based on trying to get away from prey Um But then taking that to the next level as competition, uh, most sources agree that that came from uh, the Greeks. And in fact, the idea of marathon and running and uh, then the Olympics, of course. Right. Can we pause real quick and just say that the dude that allegedly ran that 26 miles for marathon dropped dead at the end. (laughs) Like, why are people just want to run marathons? The guy died. (laughs) He died at the end. I mean, okay, so let's go back to that because, right, that's the idea of where we got it, right? The idea of the marathon. Um, It's really interesting, actually, as an historian to look at that story because it was written by by Plutarch. If you know anything about Plutarch, he was actually... Which I I do not. Go on. He was actually Roman and was writing around 100. 
of the Common Era. The Battle of Marathon was during the Greco-Persian Wars, the first one, and was in like the 400s BCE. So Plutarch was writing hundreds of years after this event. He wasn't there, uh, but he loved Greek stories. And this is one of those historians that you would appreciate who doesn't let facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. So he uh, there's really some debate on, of course, the authenticity of that story, um, because actually Herodotus, another historian who didn't let facts get in the way of a good story. In fact, he loved to put all kinds of hearsay in his histories. Uh, He is supposedly, though, the grandfather of history writing. Uh, He was alive during the Greco-Persian Wars, and he actually says that that messenger, instead of running from Marathon to Athens, ran from Athens to Sparta and back. And aren't we glad we go for the Marathon story versus that, because that would be 150 miles round trip. There are people who do that. So anyway, the Summer Olympics are from the late 19th century when they were trying to promote uh, international cooperation. And that's kind of like the working out your competition uh, was kind of what the Greek city states did. Uh, and they the, those started in like the 700 BCEs. So, yeah, humans have been running pretty much as long as humans have been like not even real humans, but the uh, predecessors of even human beings. And we took it to the next level with Greek city states and eventually trying to put aside uh, competition in uh, the international sense in the late 1900s. And now we're going to take it to the next level of uh, blocks running. Yes. In Lederhosen. Hairy legged cheese. Mm-hmm. Do you really want running hairy legged cheese? No, now? I was thinking about that. It, no, probably not. Uh, okay. So players take on the role of runners in the annual annual cube cup race each round you roll dice and use their results to run along the racetrack buy new dice and use abilities but you must be careful not to push your luck too much or you could bust the player who reaches the finish space first wins and becomes the new cubitos champion the start player is randomly chosen so uh last to run a race last to be in a cube last to eat cube shaped food item uh, and then I added last to wear lederhosen. I think I'm losing all these. They they have uh, the cube car, right? And that's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. was the cube. Or you could even be in the cube cube, which I, well, I was thinking like an office cube. Mm. Oh, well, that would put me at Thursday. Yeah, yeah no, and- that's what I said. I feel like Huey's going to win that one. Yeah, plus he also has been doing uh, some of those virtual races. Virtual yeah. races. I want to talk about uh, cube chip food. Mostly just cheese. Sometimes meat. You, you can get tofu. those platters. Tofu can sometimes be in cubes. Mm-hmm. I think what we've established is I will be going first. Each of the dice will have some similar symbols. Feet are movement. Coins are money. And they have to be spent by the end of your turn. And silver are credits, which can be saved to other turns. Dice will have different ability symbols, which are listed on the associated cards. There are also power symbols, which match the ability symbols with the addition of dots in the corners, and they have additional effects. Abilities are optional, unless listed otherwise, and if you choose to resolve them, you must resolve all of the ability. Players will begin the game with seven light gray and two dark gray dice, Um, and the distribution, there's no movement icons on the light gray dice, but they do have coins. And on the dark gray, they have movement and coins. And then there is an additional start player die, which is passed at the end of each round. 
So each round consists of two phases, which are played simultaneously. So we have the roll phase. So you're gonna move your dice from your draw zone to the roll zone, matching your draw amount. Everyone's gonna start at nine and you'll get additional dice when you advance on the fan track and you'll get temporary dice for each red line between you and the leader. So kind of like the catch up mechanic with the rat tails in Quacks of Quedlinburg. Uh, so then you're going to roll all the dice in your roll zone and you're going to check if you bust. So if you have at least three dice in your active zone and you roll all misses in your roll zone. If you bust, your roll zone is over. Move all your dice from your active zone to the discard zone. You may move any dice from your roll zone to your discard as well, or they stay in your roll zone. You then get to move your runner a single space on the fan track. If you didn't bust, then you move all your hits to the active zone. You then choose to either roll your misses again or pass, and your roll phase is complete. So once everybody is complete with the roll phase, we go into the run phase. So players compared any cross sword dice in their active zone and resolve the red card effect if you happen to have those dice. For every foot icon, you can move your runner one space on the racetrack. You don't need to use all your movement and you are not blocked by other runners. You can use four credits or money to gain one movement, and this can be done as much as you can afford. You may use your money or credits to purchase new dice. Any money not spent is lost at the end of the round and credits can be saved from round to round. You can purchase up to two dice per round and they must be different and they are placed in your discard zone once purchased. And then once everyone is complete, all your dice are moved from the active zone to the discard zone. When all players have finished their run phase, the start die is moved clockwise and the next round is played. If a player wishes to wait to see the results of another player's run phase or to see if a player is going to push or pass during the roll phase, the player with the most dice in the roll zone goes first. And if it's tied, then play goes in clockwise order from the start player. When a player reaches the final spot, the round is finished and then the game is finished. If more than one player reaches the finished space in that round, the player with the most remaining movement points is the winner. If the game is still tied, then we continue playing bonus rounds until it's no longer tied. All right, on your mark, get set. Let's play. We just finished a game of Cubitos. To recap, uh, Kiwi and I crossed the finish line, uh, but I made it to the first turn um, to break the tie. And BP made it around the second turn and came in third. Uh, strategy uh, to cheese it. Cheese. The cheese was strong. I mean, overall, I, I had a slow start because I was trying to make sure I hit all the, the good spots. And then I, I ended up, I was going to go for some Rolosaurus, but then I went with some cheese. And then I got a bunch of shields. And it kind of didn't work. It wasn't panning out for me for a while there. But on the very last turn, the cheese essentially let me push my luck more. And I was able to move like lightning fast. I think I moved 13 spaces in the last round. Well, the cheese and the rock on like that rock on with the with the kind of the defensive, like let you push the cheese. So basically the the rock on helped you push your luck without busting. And then the reckless cheese let me uh, move every time I pushed my luck. So I was I was just flying at the end there. Plus, you took the inside, so you had you had fewer spaces. I had taken the outside to like get a bunch of money, yeah. which got me a little bit further across the line, but not far enough. BP. Oh, I thought I 
you guys really care about my strategy, even I though I lost? I, I'm always we curious. We always want to know you're... what not to do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, I had great die. Like I, I honestly, I think I just didn't push my luck enough. I just, I played it really conservative. I just, I, I never got enough monies to buy cheese. No, I mean, it's, it's the roll of the dice too. Like I could have been right pretty much right there next to you. If, um, if I had like a bad last round. I mean, I jumped out to a, a, a good lead at the beginning, but I busted three times in a row. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of the theme? Did you feel like a cheese and Lederhosen cube Switzerland cube race cheese? Honestly, I'm still not sure what the theme was, but yeah, I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> I, I felt like we were racing. Yes. But beyond that, like, yeah, I agree. Like, I'm not quite sure what the theme entirely was. Cause like it wasn't all food. No, there was no. other stuff in there. There's like dinosaurs and They're also not all cube related. Cause one of them is right. a crab. I mean, the pineapple is in a cube. The cheese is in a cube. The beaver has a cube-like face. And then there's Bob. <laughs> Bob's just a llama. Yeah, just Bob's just a llama. But then, and then the other characters that you are, are like, what, you were sheep? It's all over the place. Your characters are not even in the erasers. They're just like abilities. You're more like a team of, maybe it's a team of racers. Well, it does say that you're a racer plus a support staff. Uh, yeah, I mean, theme wise, I felt like we were racing, but I'm not I'm not quite sure. OK, uh, table presence. It's whimsical. It's fun. Uh, it carries whatever the uh, leader Hosen Alps uh, in the player boards, right? With your uh, roll draw. It's very, you know, yeah, alpine scene, if you will. I feel like, again, if you were going past this, especially when you have all the die and people are rolling, it's kind of chaotic. And you, if you were walking past, you would stop in your tracks immediately because we were laughing at the beginning of this podcast. I think we laughed a lot while playing it. Like, I, I feel like it would be one you would stop by because there's just so much funness going on. I'm going to yeah, use that word. Yeah, there's a lot of... um. I mean, the art's very bright and colorful and and pretty. It's got this like weird, not weird, but like that kind of eight bit kind of look to it. Also, like with like the trees and stuff, they're kind of you know things are cubish, but they're not quite. Like I said, there's a crab and he's kind of squareish, but he's still a crab. So it, yeah, it's got a it's got a unique look. It jumps out at you. Um, yeah, the art's really cool. I think. Yeah, I think BP explained exactly what I was thinking too. Like. I felt like if you walk past this and everybody's shouting and mm-hmm. like pushing your luck and they're just rolling tons of dice and then, you know, all the stuff moving around on the table, like I would definitely stop and like watch for a little bit and figure Screaming, out, try to figure out what was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roll the <laughs> Re- reckless More cheese. cheese. Yeah, Come reckless on, reckless cheese. <laughs> or, or you get to say things like, oh no, he's going to out cheese me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. It definitely like is a really cool presence and it's just it's a fun game. Uh, mechanics, Kiwi? Uh, how does it compare to other <laughs> racing games? I was actually going to ask uh, you guys, because when I started looking at this and reading the rules and stuff, I wasn't sure because like there was a little bit of like, you know, they weren't it wasn't a deck of cards, but there was still like a deck building element to it. So like I wasn't sure how BP was going to feel about it. Uh, it was a racing game, so I wasn't sure how Eric was going to feel about it. But I, I think it took the best elements of that and made it 
Because I think part of the things that you don't like about deck builders is you don't know what's going to come up. Mm -hmm. I think with this, since you're able to choose what Mm -hmm. die you're going to take out of your draw, it changes the whole mechanic completely because now you can decide. Because there was like one where I had the dugout, which would let me take three, three dice from my draw and just roll them. So I very specifically left my Rollosaurus in my draw section so that I could attempt to roll it and not have to worry about busting. So like I did kind of like pick and choose what I was going to try and roll in order to maximize that, which you couldn't do with a deck builder. And if at first, like when I when I learned about this, I thought it was a bag builder where you would just draw the dice mm-hmm. out of the bag. What I had assumed at the start. And so I, I really like this change on that mechanic because it it makes you. Yeah, I would agree. It made a huge difference. So like I was trying to maximize when my my cheese and my defensive cubes were out so I could push my luck that round and then alternate that with like a, a more conservative round, I guess, where I wasn't pushing my luck. And then I was also trying to make sure um, I had on my push my luck rounds. The other dice were all something with uh, a lot of symbols on them. So I didn't draw, roll blanks. It didn't really matter what they were as long as I had a good chance of rolling something. Yeah. So I think that combination of like the cheese and the rock on like that plus also, but then considering what my other dice were and trying to make sure, you know, I didn't have a roll of source, which has one die spot and make yep. sure I used smelly cats, which had three or Bob, which had three. I loved Bob. And I think again, like thinking of mechanics and all the different mechanics, like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the deck builders. Um, but I think that racing element, right. That w- brought us that push your luck again it, it does remind me to a certain extent about camel cup like even without the the betting part but just that like can you get your little critter right uh, uh, to these correct spots and i don't know it there was it was it was fun in that push your luck element like i didn't have any cheese but i was still um able to continue to right have fun and not have to worry about like am i buying like the right types of cards or whatever like i was just thinking too like you wouldn't want i I think with the dice like there's already a random element to it right and i don't think i would enjoy it as much as if you added another random element of drawing everything out of a bag yeah so um I, i think that definitely helps the randomness um rules bp on learning like even as you were trying to set up the game and explain the game, I think everyone was a little, uh, at least I was a little apprehensive. Like, is this going to be so super complicated? Because it just seemed like Kiwi had to keep going back and reading just even the setup. And there were definitely some questions at the beginning. So I was really apprehensive that it was just going to be such a complicated game that we were going to get frustrated and it wasn't going to be fun. But I feel like after a couple, it did take a couple of rounds. It was not just a one round through and we had it down. It was definitely maybe two or three rounds. And then we started to figure it out and started to have fun. Um, But there is definitely, I think a a steeper learning curve to this. Yeah. It it definitely felt like it had a steeper curve than you would expect after having finished it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It wasn't really too complicated, but it felt like it at the start. And I'm, I'm not sure why maybe Kiwi uh, can elaborate on the rule book side, but I, one disconnect was like at the start, I, I couldn't figure out. And it kind of goes back to the, the theme of the characters is like, I was like, oh, am I not 
going to pick one of these characters. And it took me a while to figure out, oh, these are the dice that do my special abilities and all that to like just connect to my brain. But yeah, like after the end, you're kind of like, oh, that was pretty straightforward. I feel like we could teach it better now that we've actually played it. Yeah, that's why I was thinking like a couple demo rounds before you jump into it, if you are going to like teach it to somebody next or something. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, at least the phases are set up so that it's a little bit, since everything is simultaneous, you can decide like, hey, we're just going to go one at a time and kind of like walk through like, here's all, all the steps. But it's also easy to be like, okay, everybody's going to do this right now. And we were able to walk through it. I think it, you know, it was a couple rounds before we got to, I think I was the first one to bust. So then we were able to go through like, okay, this is what happens when you bust. And I think by the time we hit like round three or four, I felt like we were on a roll and like everybody kind of uh, had an understanding. There were still questions for oh, sure. Get it. I, I said that on purpose. No, I didn't. That was an accident. Um, I think the only question in the rule book that I never found an answer for was exactly like what the require, like what the move rules are. So we just made an assumption that you just always have to move forward, which makes us make sense for a, mm -hmm. a race game. Right. Um, so we just we just made that assumption. So I'm going to do a little bit more research to see if they've answered that, but I couldn't find it anywhere in the rule book. Um, the only thing that says is you can't move through water mm -hmm. unless the there's a die that specifically says like you can move through water. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the rule book itself, like uh, it's laid out well. There's some of the pages like. Um, there's like, it's like advertisements and stuff. So that was a little weird. Um, but they do go through and I think AG does this for almost all their games. They do have like a, a shorter description about all of the powers for all of the characters. So that if you do have individual questions about, okay, like, you know, what does Mr. Soldier do? You can read it specifically, uh, if you don't, but I thought the cards themselves were pretty mm -hmm. self-explanatory. Um, once so, you figured out the symbols. Yeah, once you figured out the symbols. And and thankfully, there's not a whole lot. Right. So I think the rule book itself was easy. But um, even if the rules, like, there's no, nothing crazy. No. It's just one of those things where it's kind of a lot. And so it can take a few rounds to kind of get there. Player interaction. Um, I think like with most of the simultaneous play games, it's pretty minimal. Uh, you are racing, so you're... But I really, I only paid attention to like how far Kiwi ahead was ahead so I could see how many dice I needed. I don't know that I worried too much about your rolling or what your dice sets were. Yeah, I think because you couldn't block people, it was it was really pretty minimal. Uh, I mean, there's so many dice for each of the things. I, I don't think there was ever like competition. Ever to the, yeah, competition for buying specific dice. Um, you couldn't block. So it's not like you could you block somebody in and they couldn't move around you. Maybe in other characters, there might be a way to affect other people. I, mean, I think the there swords, are. There's one literally named Take That. Yeah. And the swords, like there was small competition, but like I feel like every time we did it, it was always against somebody who was the start player who broke the ties or somebody rolled swords and nobody else did. Yeah. So I, there's a little bit of, of interactive elements, but I would say in, in general, wasn't too concerned about what you guys were doing. I mean, it's still fun because, like, you know, Kiwi's shouting about his Rolosaurus and, <laughs> you know, you hear people, like, pushing their luck and that whole, like, oh, God, what's going to happen? But yeah, um, in terms of gameplay, not not too much. Yeah, it was kind of the same thing with, like, Quacks of Quedlinburg. Like, we liked the push your luck aspect in that, but it really was minimal. You weren't affecting anybody else with your... And I think that one was simultaneous play rounds, too. Yes. It seems pretty common of, like, it's nice that it moves the game along. 
Um, so if you're not going to have a lot of interaction, I like that it's simultaneous. So you're not waiting. Uh, so that's at least nice that there's no, not really any downtime, but mm-hmm. yeah. Would you play it again? Kiwi? Yeah, absolutely. I had fun. Uh, I liked the push your luck aspect. I liked the change and it's kind of that deck bag pool building uh, with being able to pick and choose what you want to roll. Um, so I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I think that the hype and stuff that I've heard, you know, around the the hobby from like other content creators is real. And I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I would, I played again. Um, it was, I was more fun than I expected. <laughs> I remember when I saw it originally, I thought this looks interesting. And then I was like, eh, I don't know. It looks kind of all over the place and racing games and stuff. But um, I didn't, Going into it, I didn't realize there was a big push or luck element, so that that was intriguing at the start. So I thought I'd like it more as we read the description. But um, yeah, overall, I'd say it um, uh, surpassed my expectations. It's pretty fun. BP? Yes, I played as well. It was fun. Um, and that's that's what counts in playing board games, is having fun. That's, yeah. yeah, it's a good start. Yeah. I'm sure there's some uh, Yokohama guys that might disagree with you, but... <laughs> I, I would argue that those they they have a different definition of fun. Yeah, they, they still have their own fun. It's just we have a very different definition of what fun is. Yes, I thought it was whimsical. I thought it was fun, um, and I definitely want to try racing some more. That is uh, Cubitos. I may or may not be saying right. I really have no idea. Uh, so if you have any recommendations on how we should pronounce this game or you would like to hear our impressions on anything at all, uh, game tabletop related, send it our way. Email is firstturntabletop at gmail. Twitter and Instagram, we are at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel who has been cubed uh, running around says, I, I have what a cubed camel sound i don't know he's just gonna sound he's just gonna sound like this please don't forget to rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers we look forward from hearing from you play more games i think you could eat soap i mean you you can 100 percent eat soap you shouldn't please for legal reasons we have to say please do not eat soap trying to out cheese me oh with all those defensive dice you were 100 percent gonna out cheese me i strategically made sure my rollosaurus was in there i'm gonna stop there i'm gonna we'll let the rollosaurus decide <laughs> oh rollosaurus <laughs> <laughs>